By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. It is BS.show. Yes, the party starts right now. The party don't stop till I... <laughs> to I walk in the party. I love that line. <laughs> and you know what? As far as I'm concerned, you know what the party starts? You know when the party really starts? When we grow people's businesses? When you hear, boop. That's when a party starts. <laughs> you got that yesterday, didn't you? Boop. 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 He's got a very small head for such a big body. I'm sorry? He's got a very small head for such a big body. Head. Boop. His wife is beautiful. Boop. You can sit there and and fork someone. (laughs) Boop. And if you boop their nose, you can donate a dollar. (laughs) And if you boop their nose, you can donate a dollar. It's got a little place and you hover over the dog and it says boop. It's got a little place, and you hover over the dog, and it says, boop, boop. You can hurt okay, somebody it, with a fork. You can hurt somebody with a fork. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Is that like our delay? <laughs> What's our so delay? So every time I say something inappropriate, it goes, boop, 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 boop. Boy, you were just a quote machine yesterday. You were just grinding. <laughs> I really was, wasn't I? <laughs> These were all from yesterday. His wife is beautiful. <laughs> now, what, what were you talking about when you said his wife is beautiful? What was that? I don't know. Okay, how about this one? He's got a very small head for such a big body. What was that about? That was somebody that you were talking about that you told me to look at his picture. Okay, how about this one? You can sit there and and fork someone. (laughs) We were talking about the knives in New Jersey. No, you know what we were talking about? I think we were talking about the knives in England, wasn't it? We were talking about, remember? remember Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember I told you that. What was about New Jersey? That there's no no guns in in England anymore. And I shouldn't laugh at this, but everybody's stabbing. Well, not shit, everybody. They're stabbing everybody. And at one point in time, the the MPs, the members. Right, the members of parliament were actually going to kind to regulate knives so when you went to the store to buy like a set of knives for your kitchen you you had to fill out a form i you know it's so weird i got a story this morning about was it i can't i it's about something that kids can't buy anymore at the store you got to be 21 to buy it it's just so weird what is it i'll talk about it later it's i mean you know here's the problem the problem is the problem is that something weird happens okay and now this whole process is accelerated through uh, social media. Something weird happens, and some crazy butthead legislator goes, you know what, I'm going to champion that cause because people will love me and they'll reelect me because I'm all for that cause or against the cause, whatever it may be. And then they introduce crazy weird legislation, and everybody They goes, do, you know. and then <laughs> they sit there and they sneak stuff in. They, they'll take something that's really good. And they'll make a... Well, they put all sorts of amendments into the bills and things like that. Yes, and it's like things get watered down. But yet, the whole crazy thing, remember, this is the thing that gets me about... Remember they passed the the deficit, or was it the Inflation Reduction Act, which has really nothing to do with inflation. 
Uh, and they're going to hire, was it, 87,000 more IRS agents. IRS but yet they said they're not going after the the poor people. They're going after the rich people who make uh-huh. $400,000 a year or more. So one of the Republicans puts a puts a uh, amendment into the bill that essentially states that no one who makes under $400,000 a year can get audited anymore. And the Democrat, oh, no, we can't have that. Well, didn't you say that they're not going to audit anybody under $400,000? Yes, we did. Well, we'll just put that into the bill. No, well, we can't. What we meant was. <laughs> well, what we meant was most of the time, like maybe most of the time, like meaning 5% of the time, we're going to go after those rich people. But the majority of the people are going to be, you know, the people who are making under 400000 It's just, you know, and and once again, I say this as a guy who runs businesses and a good part of my day almost every day is usually done dealing with governmental agencies okay we are regulated by the fcc and through the years i have to tell you the fcc has dropped a lot of ridiculous regulations that existed a hundred years ago well not necessarily a hundred years ago because it wasn't the frc didn't come into see the frc came into into the uh, 1927 and then in 1934 the frc was turned into the fcc the frc was the federal radio commission in 1934 this is your history lesson for this morning and then the frc was turned into the federal communications commission okay so let's say 80 years ago there were problems in the broadcasting business that don't exist anymore and up until recently, we still had those laws on the books. I mean, it's sort of like it's sort of like there's crazy laws. Some guy wrote a book years ago. I, I don't know if it's been updated or if they've been republished. I mean, he went through various cities, and he found all these regulations and rules that were still on the books, but they didn't make any sense anymore. Like, for example, one of them in St. Louis, it was against the law in the city of St. Louis to go through an intersection at more than five miles an hour. Now, talk about, we're talking, you know, and the ridiculous part of that is, Back in the day, there were no stoplights. So, in other words, the reason there was a rule that you couldn't go through an intersection, and essentially it was a rule governing horses and buggies and and buckboards. Remember, you didn't know what a buckboard was. Remember, we we, we schooled you on what a buckboard was. Remember? Yes, thank you for schooling me on buckboards, Brad. I feel so much better. <laughs> so that law is still on the rule. Uh, that law is still on the books today. So if you go to the city of St. Louis and you go to an intersection which is uncontrolled no stoplight, no stop sign, and you go through it more than five miles an hour, you've broken the law. Man, last night, I have to tell you, I think the Shelley School of Driving was having practice last night in Highway 40. Oh, bite me. I'm driving along at Highway 40 last night, heading out to Chesterfield, and I'm telling you, I don't, I was doing, I looked down at my speed, speedometer, I'm going like, am I doing the Shelley thing? Am I doing what Shelley's accusing me of? Am I really like driving hey. that slow? And I looked down my speedometer. I'm doing 67. Okay, I'm doing seven miles an hour. You were probably doing 47. I'm doing 67. And Uh I'm being passed by... Which is what I do. By car, 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 all doing at least 80, 85 miles an hour. I'm going like, They were probably doing, I don't know, the speed limit. No, they were doing 47. See, this just cracks me up. You know, I can't find... I, you know, I've got, I've got nine pages of Shelly drops. Nine pages of Shelly drops Which is... Why? <laughs> I, I can't. No, not that. All not, not all. Not all you. Boop, boop, not all you. Boop, okay, and boop, boop, boop. Oh, and you're ridiculous. Stop boop, it. <laughs> I'm working oh, on Brad, a. Brad, Brad. I'm working on a spreadsheet, and the way our system works is I have I have pages of these drops, and each page has 25 drops on it. it has five rows and five columns, so five times five is 25. So I'm well over 200 drops now. Oh, you are not. Oh, I am. 
This is this is this is white. This is one. This one right here. This is like number two seventeen. Seriously, I started with with zero zero one, and this is the we call and this is number two seventeen. Now they're not all you because I've got other people in here. Like for example, I got feels like you know like I feel good. Like things like that, and I got this one. James, I have to ask you one serious question here. I understand you already have started divorce proceedings. Does that mean that you're now eligible? Um, no, I'm, yes, I'm eligible. I'm single. I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now, the mingle. women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What did you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Because I look do you think good. That is? You I look smell good. good. I yes. feel good. And you sing good. And make and love think, good. Oh. oh, well, there we are. We don't have to ask anybody else. We got that from the source. <laughs> The classic James Brown interview where he's so messed up. He's so high. He yep. doesn't he doesn't know where he's at. You know, if you if you listen to that whole interview, well, what's funny about it is the whole interview starts out as a hit piece because he just got arrested for and I shouldn't make fun of this and I'm not. He just got arrested for beating up his ex-wife or beating up his wife or something like that. Just got arrested for that. So they they show the police, you know, taking him into custody and the whole bit. And then they go to this lady. I can't remember where her name is. She used to be on the CNN. It's she Sonia. Was, Sonia. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, Sonia, who was the entertainment reporter. And uh, I was good. And she never say I yeah, was good. Yeah, no, no, very good. Very good. Sonia, you're exactly right. That's who that was. Um, and she's trying to do a serious interview with him. And he's just acting like at one point in time, he says something about, hey, call up Ted Turner and talk to him. You know, Call up Ted Turner, you know, at that, my that, buddy. At that point in time, Ted Turner owns CNN. And at one point in time, he gets up right in the middle of the interview. She's asking sure the question. Does. And he gets up and starts to walk out of the studio. And and she says, she says, James, where are you going? He's going like, and he's wearing these. Have you seen the video of this? Uh, no. He's, he's wearing, isn't he wearing plaid? No, he's wearing these crazy sunglasses that look like something you use on the NASA project. You know, like the engineers that are working on like the NASA rocket. There's these like, these, these crazy like protective goggles, but he's wearing them like his sunglasses. They're like yellow. They're great big monstrous things. You know, they're, they're, I just. I don't have a problem with great big monstrous glasses. I do. I think I'm. I'm do I think, you? I think in women, it, it, to me, it's like they're so gaudy, but deliciously gaudy that you can't help but wear them. I say it again: women have pretty faces. Why ruin them with big, ugly glasses? I'm just saying, if you know, most women, you know, look much better. Now there are certain women that, if you wear like I think certain kinds of glasses, it enhances your face. But once again. I see these goofy, weird glasses women are wearing, wearing like their Dr. Magoo, you know, Mr. Magoo glasses. You know, they, the frames are like three quarters of an inch, you know, wide. I'm going like, why would you do that? You know, Mr. Magoo, there's a whole generation that will not know who he was. Mr. Magoo. There's no, everybody knows who Mr. Magoo is. But they're probably, didn't they like because take him out of the history books? Remember, Shelly, we have... TV land. We have me TV. We have all these oh, things. True. There's all these, okay. there's all these channels that you can watch all this fifties and sixties and seventies TV. Matter of fact, if you go like, what is it like? So let me ask you this. If you had young kids, yeah. would you turn on the Roadrunner and Foghorn Leghorn, the cart, those cartoons, those time frame cartoons, would you turn them on for your children nowadays? Damn right. See, I agree. Teach them right, you know, because once again, 
what you're teaching them is you're not teaching them to drop anvils on people's heads. You're teaching them how stupid things can be. You know, and I mean, to not give up. Well, but there's all sorts of little subtle things. I mean, you go back and watch some of the Rocky and Bullwinkle shows and things like that. You know what they did? They sat there and made those cartoons that were going to be because they knew that the parents were going to be watching them with their children. Right. So they made them like enticing and entertaining to the adults just as much as the children. We don't have that today. Barney, I'm sorry. I, I don't think so. Mr. Otten, Mike Otten sent me that, that crossbows were bore, banned in the 11th century. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. Do you know what a crossbow is? I do. Okay. According to this, where, here, let me look at this website he just sent me. I got to look at this. Uh-huh. Apparently, the Catholic, the Catholic religion, according to the common weapon, was so pernicious that Catholicism banned it. And let me see, look at this. Okay, this is, uh, in, in 1096, Pope Urban II took a good hard look at, at this new crossbow thing and gave it all of the nopes. No Christians were to use it in any battle against fellow Christians are on punishment of excommunication and eternal damnation of the soul. But the weapon that would act as the per- uh, precursor to the rifle was simply too valuable to leave on the shelf. A figure depicting a crossbowman who helped execute St. Sebastian in the later 15th century. Uh, Crossbows were already an old weapon when European knights first ran into them in the 900s. Ancient Europeans had used similar weapons, but crossbow-like designs had fallen out of favor in Europe by the year 5000 AD, and few Europeans would have recognized them before their resurgence in the late 900s and 1000s. This is this is 10, 11 centuries ago, okay? But French, uh, uh, yeah, but but French use uh, French use as you by Eastern nations who had never stopped using the weapon brought back into the lexicon of European warfare, and Western knights did not like it. Their armor protected them from most weapons, but they would face, with the exception of a longbow, a weapon that took years to learn and decades to master. But crossbows could slice right through the armor at a greater range than even a longbow, and shooters could be trained in hours or days. See, once again, we always have problems with weapons. <laughs> Back 1,100 years ago, it's the crossbow. God. You know, and once but again... But we have crossbows. But what what this article essentially is saying is, once upon a time, they banned crossbows. Okay? Oh, okay. And it that didn't, was important. It didn't work. Thank you, Mr. Otten. Yeah, he's... He, matter, matter of fact, I'm... The big I'm, o. I'm very happy about something he put on... On Westplex.social, you can go take a look at it right now. Uh, take a look at it. I'm happy, but I'm sad at the same point in time. Because after he put it on there, I went to my neighborhood schnooks, and they're not there. And I'm upset. Your neighborhood schnooks yes. is not there anymore? No, no, no. What, what did they do with it? No, no. What, did they move it? No, what Mike Otten, go look at, you know, <laughs> see, once again, I put this Westplex social up. I worked for oh, for months it. on right, Westplex.social. Right, 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 right. And I've got Shelly, who is the social queen butterfly. And I go, hey, Shelly. <laughs> I said, I, I put our own, I put I our own social website up. Oh, really? I go, yeah, I know you're going to use it. I haven't found out how to do a Westplex social live. <sighs> you haven't found out how to do Westplex social, period. Because That's not true. You've never post anything i sure do we're trying to test yeah the last time you posted something was like five days ago that's not true and yet it is and if i go your facebook page you posted five things already this morning you want some cheese no i'm not i'm just saying 
Are you sure? You did don't you, want some cheese? Did you hear the ad we're running? Cheddar, we're trying to gargadola, we're trying to we're trying to run Swiss. the bugs out of our Westplex.social site, which is once again, <laughs> we're not we're not being nasty. We're not you know the FBI doesn't come and talk to me to tell me not to run things about Hunter Biden and his laptop. We're right. not we're not doing that kind of stuff. Your money no. doesn't go to California. We don't know what you had for breakfast this morning, and quite honestly, we don't care. care. We put up Westplex Social to be a local social media site where people can interact with local folks and not have to worry about somebody stealing all their information and knowing where they are 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and how well they're sleeping or not sleeping or who they're sleeping with, that kind of stuff. We don't do that kind of stuff. And yet I said, Shelly, Shelly, please use Westplug Social and let's get the bugs worked out of it. Okay, I'll post at least 42 times a day. 42 times a day in the year 2024, maybe, but not in the year 2022. Are you done? I am. 631. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. It is a Tuesday morning. It is 637. You you heard this thing called Fed Now. You know what Fed Now is? I can only imagine, but go ahead. Okay. It's a uh, being worked on. It's been worked on for 10 years by the federal government. And what it is, it's involved is instant payments, which are cheaper than wire transfers and debit cards. Venmo. Well, see, that's exactly what I said. Venmo, Zelle, PayPal. You know, it's like, okay, guys, uh, the banking industry owns Zelle, a service that allows people to send real-time payments. Other applications allow real-time payments are Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal are widely used by individuals. Okay, this is the government's been working on this for 10 years, and they're saying, hey, it it might be ready by May of 2023. So... I don't get it. Way to get be on top of that, Rose. It's going to operate 24 hours a day. Oh, thank heaven for that. Seven days a week. Expect to be less expensive than wire transfer and debit card transaction fees. Okay. I have a problem, and it happened to me yesterday, okay? Uh-huh. I had to pay some taxes at a um, county level, okay? Uh-huh. And my taxes were $34.95, okay? Not a lot of taxes, but some taxes, $34.95, okay? They okay. charged me $3.95 to use my debit card. Yeah, they did. I'm going like... They do that. What is this? You know, um, and I said to the lady, I go, isn't that like 10% of what I just paid is going for a fee? Yeah, well, that's what we get charged. I go like, okay, whatever. You know, I mean... A lot of people are doing that now. Yeah, but 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 see, normally I I didn't realize. Here's the crazy thing: I didn't realize. I thought I was gonna pay have to pay like a couple hundred dollars in taxes, and I was like pleasantly surprised at thirty four bucks. If I knew it was gonna be thirty four bucks, I would have had forty dollars with me. You know what I mean? It was okay. Here's forty dollars cash. But instead, my thirty four dollars cost me almost you know almost forty dollars. You know, thirty four ninety five by the time by the time you put in the three ninety five debit card thing i'm like okay whatever so why are you whining about that when your taxes were clearly less than what you thought they were going to be three bucks well bfd quite honestly i should have had to pay no taxes but that's a whole nother story uh but oh my goodness no seriously there are times when you just go like okay whatever you know it's just like okay just make it go away so uh anyway i the the thing for me is is and, and see i've talked about this before I've been a guy who has used eBay for a long, long time. I don't know how long it's been around. You are an 
eBay purveyor. Well, no, no, I don't. I'm not like a freak where I'm selling stuff or You're buying totally stuff. You're totally a freak. No, I'm not. I go for I go for months and don't sell anything. Everyone, Isn't that called Freak Bay? No, every once in a while we have some equipment here at the radio station that you know is excess equipment we don't need it anymore. Okay, and I had some stuff sitting around. I go, so I've tried to sell it. Okay, once upon a time when you were back in the in the original days of eBay, you could. I mean, there are all sorts of payment ways. You could use a charge card. You could actually send someone a check in the mail. Remember that? You could actually send yes, them a check in I the do. mail. And then along came PayPal. And then you you had your choices. Well, then eBay went exclusively to PayPal, where everything had to be, you had to pay in PayPal. You got paid in PayPal. Okay? I thought eBay owned PayPal. They did at one point in time. Matter of fact, that's how Elon Musk made a lot of his money. He was one of the original investors in pay, in PayPal. I don't know if you know that or not. And and what's interesting, I did not know yes, that. what's interesting is who started PayPal? A bunch of guys, and he was one of the original. Oh, it wasn't he, one. No, it was one of the. He was one of the original investors, one of the original guys that started PayPal. That's how he made a lot of his money. And they sold PayPal to eBay. eBay bought PayPal. That's what I thought. But then then eBay spun PayPal off as its own separate company. So now apparently they must not like PayPal anymore because of the fact that when you sell something on eBay. They now, you no longer get payment through PayPal. They put it into your checking account, but it takes like four days. That's because they hold on to money and, and sit there and collect that interest. I get it. But it's to the point where it's like, okay, aren't they going backwards? Back in the day, if you sold something on PayPal, I mean, you know, bang, you sell, say something on PayPal, and somebody was sitting right there watching that they just bought it, bang, they'd go online, they'd pay with PayPal, bang, you'd have the money in your account. In other words, instantly, yes. you know, like not instantly, but let's say five minutes after. It Instant was, gratification. It, and I did the same thing. A lot of times if I if I was sitting there watching, if I won something on eBay, like, you know, I, you know the, the, the article, you know, the auction closed, you know, I won, I'd go to my, you know, I'd, I'd hit pay, I'd use my PayPal account, bunk, it's in there, okay? Do you remember when they first um, introduced Buy It Now? Yeah. Well, I mean, but, but see, but see, now what happens is. Because before it was fun. Because you actually did have an auction. Yeah, but the, they don't do that anymore. No, 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 no. There's still lots of auctions, but the buy it now price disappears after someone places meets, a meets the what's no, 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 no. If you do the buy it now price, that disappears for the most part after someone makes a bid. So in other words, if you put a buy it now, if you like, if you put something, let's say you put like piece of equipment up for a hundred bucks. And you put a buy it now price of 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 you know hundred dollars. Four hundred. No, four hundred dollars. Okay, and someone bids on it. The buy it now disappears. It's gone. So in other words, it's because they've bid four hundred dollars. No, no, because if anytime you I thought bid, that it it didn't go away until the. It's called something. Well, there's a couple the, there's a couple different ways you can do the buy it now, but most of the time if you go on if you put something online and you put it on on auction on and you line. put a buy it now price on there and but yet it's still auctions. In other words, it's now it's it's not a a a a prime or what a sole buy it now thing. It's just an auction. And if you put a buy it now price when somebody bids on it, the buy it now disappears because you can't buy it now anymore. So Anyway, I I don't quite understand. I mean, I understand what they did. They're making money on the float. They're making money on the fact that, like, if on some the float, if, if, yeah, if I buy Ooh, something, that's so Ocean's Eleven. Oh, well, if I buy something and I pay you for it, and they keep my money for four days, they've got use of my money for four days. They're making interest yep. on. So why would you go backwards? 
Why would you make it more difficult? Why would you make it tougher to transact business on paper, on, on eBay? I don't understand. It just doesn't make any sense. Because, you know, a collection of pennies can sit there and make you a rich man. The smartest woman in the world says it doesn't take four days. I have news for you. I've sold stuff on on eBay uh, about a year ago, and it took me five days to get paid from eBay. But that's different, though, Brad. That's you. No. I, yeah, I know it's There's me. like eBay I'm, rules for everybody, I'm, and then there's Brad rules. I'm the one in it's five. Brad Bay. I'm the one in 5,000 because of the fact that – hold on a minute. i got to open my Mountain Dew here. Yes. I'm the one in 5,000 because when I went and had my LASIK surgery done – and I read, you know, there's a chance that you could be blinded by this surgery. There's a chance that this surgery could tear your cornea. And the chance was there's a 1 in 5,000 chance. I was that one guy because there were 4,999 people that went through that place to get their surgery and nothing happened. I was the one guy that got my eye screwed up because LASIK got messed up. I was the guy. I was the guy that if I'm driving along the highway and a, and a wheel falls off a truck going the other direction, it hits me in the grill. You know what I'm saying? I'm that guy. I'm that guy that, you know, that if I'm walking through a park and a tree falls, it falls on my head. By the way, make a sound? By the way, we talked about this earlier this month. This I don't know if you remember this this terrible lightning strike that happened right across the uh, the, uh, um, the 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 street from the White House in DC and it was uh-huh. and there was there were like four people that were like near this tree. Three of them have died. And there's only, oh my. there's only one person that survived, a lady. I think she was like 35 or something like that. It was a husband and wife couple in their 70s. And I believe the the other guy who died was like her boyfriend or something like that. I mean, and, and once again, people don't realize lightning's not to be trifled with, you know? No, I mean, it's really not, but it sure is erotic. <laughs> well, listen to you. It is. I love a good thunderstorm. I really do. I just can't help it. There's something about it. One time there was a really bad thunderstorm in our area above my house. And I walked outside and you could just, the the hair on my, it was lightning and thundering. And the hair on my arm stood up. And Shelly looked up to the skies and said, boop. (laughs) I mean, what, what do you think that meant? Boop. Not that. Boop. Boop, 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 boop. It's going to be boop, one of those. Boop, I can boop. tell. <laughs> wow. I'll boop you, buddy. <laughs> Wait till I see you next time. It's got a little time. place and you hover over the dog and it says boop. <laughs> <sighs> He's got a very small head for such a big body. What were you talking about? Somebody that you told me, look him up, look him up now. And so I did. And the picture that I saw was, but his wife was beautiful. Well, that's the way it is when you got money. You don't necessarily have to have money. Shelly said lightning. Mike Otten said, did Shelly say that that lightning storms are electrifying? Oh, yes, she did. Okay. Oh, oh, oh my God! The smartest woman in the Dad world. Dad joke. Oh God! Oh, Dad you know, jokes in stereo. You know awesome. Who, you know who it is? The smartest woman in the world, and she's right. You what? were you were talking about this this Fetterman dude, the guy in in New York, who's I mean, no, the guy in Pennsylvania is running for Senate. Yes. Who, yes. Who once again? I'm going like, if you know the story, and I'm not making fun of the guy. Um, of course you are. No, I'm Brad. not. He's he's currently the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, and there's a big battle for the Senate seat in in Pennsylvania. Um, Against what's I think will that be um a what is that called when a state is important 
in the election. It means What's... they're they're that's not Missouri. That's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, so Doctor Oz is running against. I think his name is Joe Fetterman. John Fetterman. I don't know. And the guy, once again, not making fun of the guy, he had a stroke a couple a couple months ago. Okay, he's not in good shape. He's been like, nobody's seen him for like a couple months until recently where he made two appearances and he did a speech. And if I played the speech for you, it's almost sad because it makes Joe Biden sound like a the orator of the century. I mean, I mean, he makes Joe Biden sounds like, you know, what Joe Biden's saying. Okay. And, and the guy can't talk. I mean, he can't, he can't think. And everybody going, oh yeah, we want him to be our next senator. Well, maybe I'm thinking to myself, maybe there's a... What, so they can exploit him like they're doing the president? I don't know. I mean, see, once again, there was a time when people voted for people because they thought they were smart and could, you know, help our country, right? Now they vote for people. Now they vote for people who are like, well, this guy's really messed up and he can't put two words together. He'll make a great president, you know, (laughs) or he'll make a great senator. Let's vote for him. I don't get it. I I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. And, and they're saying all these nasty things about Dr. Oz. I'm going like, here's a guy who, to me, you know, epitomizes the American dream. Epitomizes? Is that, is, that, is that a word? Epitomizes? Anyway. No. Who, who personifies. Is, personifies the American dream of an immigrant coming from this country and going from zero to 10 million you know, or you know what I mean? I mean, like becoming like this incredibly successful person who, and what he's done through the years as a surgeon, as a doctor, helped thousands of people, probably saved hot, I don't know how many lives. And yet they're going like, well, we don't like Dr. Oz. And, and part of the reason was, you know why some people came out? It came out that he has 10 houses, okay? 10 houses, okay? Almost everybody who's, who was an elected official, Joe Biden, I think has five houses, so why is that, why is the, does, is it, is it, it, would you hit five, five is okay, but 10 is bad? I'm thinking to myself, you know, once again, well, I go up there. I got to, we got to go anyway. I'm way behind. It's 6.50. It is BS.show, and that is the donut liquor. It is 6.56. You didn't groan, Shelly. That's because I'm over it. It was so 2015. That's the donut liquor. The donut liquor, you know who that is? You ever heard of her before, the donut liquor? Is it down on the DL? <laughs> you don't we'll the, just call her the DL. You don't know who the donut liquor is? Of course I do, Brad. You've been reminding me for years. Do you know why they call it the donut liquor? I'm not even going to talk to you. Shelly, do me one favor. If I ever bother you, I just want you to say one word. You know what that word is? Boop. Shelly. Yeah. Did you hear the donut liquor? Shelly, do you know who the donut You've liquor is? You've gone from doink to boop. <laughs> hmm. What about a doink boop? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> she did indeed. <laughs> okay. <sighs> it is, We're it is, so bad. It is 657 um, on westplex.social. Someone just posted a really funny article that Chris Heifel needs to read. Really? Yes. <laughs> What's it about? The church sound guy. 
it's a tur- <laughs> he's got some excellent sound people there i'm here to tell you <laughs> the article is do you have what it takes to be the church sound guy nine qualifications okay we'll, we'll read it next break it's pretty funny stuff the church that's so- funny <laughs> It fact, takes a lot. There are productions matter, now. Matter of fact, here's, here's, here's. Um, are you not listening to me? I am. Okay. It says. Are it, you, are you like no, ignoring me like you do most of the day? No. Let me, let me, let me read you. <laughs> if, if, if I'm being nice to you, just say boop. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You'll never hear the boop from me. While today's churches seem to have tons of positions and pastors for everything, in the Bible, there are only a few church offices outlined elder, deacon, and sound guy. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the Bible. <laughs> I was hooked at that line. I thought to myself, that's a funny line. You know, that was up. from uh, Info Dude, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it's Round Mound to Sound, whoever that is. They're post- oh, really? Yeah. It says, it says, each of these lofty qualifications to ensure that the person who carries out these tasks is a godly man of character. And then it says, if you want to be a church sound guy, you need to demonstrate the ability. And there's nine de- abilities. Okay, we'll read it next hour. It's pretty funny. Because if anybody's been to a church which has like a band and things like that. Now, you're right. When you go to Chris Heifel's church, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's super slick. I mean, these guys. It do, really is. These they guys, have it down to an they, art form. They got it going on. This is like. Yeah, uh, they really His, do. you know, Grace River Church is like a finely tuned European sports car. You know what I mean? It just, it's yes, like. It is. It's like, you listen to it, it's like, oh my God, it's perfect. You know, listen to the exhaust, listen to those pistons slapping and those valves opening and closing. It's just perfect. And then you go to like and the corners, like it's on rails. Right, right, right. That's that's Chris Highfield's churches, but that's it not really all. It really is. And he, the thing about Chris Highfield's church, Grace River Church, yeah. is because he is not. He's looking for people that. Um, Hurry up or pick it up next hour because we're I got to run out of time here. It's six fifty nine. Okay, pick it up I'm on the air, aren't I? You are now. Thank you. Song's not over yet, and you're just yakking it up. Now you won't talk. Huh? <laughs> it's BS dot show. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Uh, talk about happen uh, problems if if you fly internationally. Watch out for Air France. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first off, let me go over this thing. This thing's funny. This this story about maybe it's too sits too close to home. Uh, it's do you have what it takes to be the church sound guy? Nine qualifications. Okay, number one, display the wrong lyric slide for every single verse and chorus. Never ever display the right lyric, and if you do, put it up at least seventeen seconds late. That's number two. Turn off the background singers without them knowing. You sound great, Chloe. Number three, lie with a straight face when the bass player asks if he's on the house. Yeah, I got you turned up all the way, Kyle. Number four, endure endure hundreds of glares from the congregation even when it's not your fault. What? What I do? Number five, help the church secretary print PDFs over and over again. Number six, cue up the laugh tracks at each of the pastor's jokes. (laughs) Number seven, randomly adjust knobs, sliders, and dials so it looks like you know what you're doing. Number eight, secretly play video games in the sound booth while the whole service is going on. And number nine, be the backbone of the entire operation. Never get a single word of thanks. Unlike the worship leader who basks in the adoration. Okay. I thought that was just funny. Okay. You and I have experienced this. Matter of fact, one of the funniest things that happened to us, (laughs) remember, we were doing, hold on a minute. (coughs) You and I, we purchased the featured business for the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce meeting. Okay. 
don't know if you yeah. remember this or not. And the meeting was at the St. Charles City County Library District headquarters over there in Spencer. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Okay. And remember, we'd been there the time before, and I'm just going to ask you this. I'm not asking you a leading question. I'm not leading the witness. The sound system. And Okay. But what was what happened to the sound system the time we were there before? It didn't work. It broke. Okay. So, so Shelly and I, we had a video to do, and we wanted to make sure the video sounded great. Which was so excellent, so we, by the way. So I brought my own sound system. And the lady from the library was not happy with me. Remember this? She yeah, came I do. to she, she gave you the face and look, probably the, face. the phalange as she, well. She came up to me and she goes, "What's wrong with our sound system?" And I said to her, "I said, well, I just want to make sure everything's. You, are you saying our sound system something's wrong with our sound system?" I go, "Well, to be honest with you, the last time we were here, <laughs> halfway through the thing, you know, through the through the meeting, it went out." She goes, well, well, there's nothing wrong with our sound system. Okay, so they start off the meeting, and tell me if I'm if I'm exaggerating this or not. They start off the meeting on the house sound system, which is the library sound system, and like five minutes into the meeting, it breaks. Right? Am I kidding or what? No, <laughs> it you're, you're does, correct. It doesn't work. And I'm going like, oh my god, I'm the smartest guy in the world for once in my life. I brought my own sound system, and you know what's interesting now. You would think the year is 2020 with all the advances in sound systems. How many times that we go to like chamber meetings where the sound system, you know, and once again, sometimes in really nice halls. And once again, the, the St. Charles City County Library District, their little, what their presentation room, whatever they call it, their meeting room. It's a nice room. It's really nice. But the sound system, S-U-C-K-S, it's terrible. Okay. Totally. And to yes. the point, what's happened, at least with the uh, the Cottleville Weldon Spring Chamber of Commerce, they hire Angel Magasano to do the sound system. Isn't that Angel Magasano? No. Well, I don't know what his last name is. He It's Let's Screw Entertainment. But he's Angel, right? His name is Angel, yeah. He's an Angel dude as opposed to Angel Magasano, which is a dude. I get those two confused. Okay. Anyway, they hire him. And what's interesting is... He's excellent. The sound system always works. He does the video and the whole bit. And I'm going like... Yeah, he does. He does a really good job. Okay. And it's like, okay, you got these meeting rooms. And nowadays, especially where people want to get up and do video presentations and do PowerPoints and things like that. And the system always sucks. You know, it's just like, okay, I don't quite get it. I mean, and what's crazy about it is you go back, you go back 30 years, okay, if I were going to buy a really good sound system 30 years ago, which I did, you know, when I was doing like wedding receptions and As stuff we like all that, did. I spent almost $10,000 on my sound system. Yes, I had, I agree. I, I believe that. Electro Voice Century 4B speakers. I had a BGW 750B amp, a, a TX, a Tascam Model 3 mixer. Man, I had nice equipment, okay? Did you have any uh, Technique? Is it Technique? SL1200 Mark IIs. I'm telling you, I had I had the system. I had like the the Cadillac system. Okay, that's because you're an audiophile, well, Brad. But I, I I showed up and I wanted to put on a show because I had been to wedding receptions. Matter of fact, <laughs> he's dead now, so I'm not going to make fun of him. Gary Brown, who was a big time DJ in St. Louis, Gary Brown was notorious for having the world's worst sound system that always broke. Matter of fact, it's funny because there were people 
that would hire us to do their wedding reception. Uh, you're a radio DJ, right? Yes. Um, are you any better than Gary Brown? Yes, we have very nice equipment. And i tell you a funny story. One time, there was some kind of a fundraiser at the Chase Park Plaza, and they were they invited all a bunch of DJs. It was like a marathon, some kind of a you know twenty four hour fundraiser where people were dancing. I can't remember what it was. And they invited various DJs to come down and DJ for a half an hour. So you were, hey, come on down and DJ for a half an hour, and we'll promote the fact that you're going to be there between you know noon and twelve thirty, and you know blah blah blah. So guess who donated the sound system? Gary Ew. Brown. <laughs> it's Gary uh-huh. Brown sound system. So I go down, and as I'm going in, the room's silent. I just hear people. And they're going like, I go, I thought people were supposed to be, it's like a dance marathon. I thought supposed to people dance. Well, the sound system broke. It was Gary Brown. <laughs> it never worked. So anyway, the point being that nowadays, these places that had like, you know, meeting rooms and, 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 and uh, you know, banquet halls and things like that, wouldn't you think they'd invest a little money in the sound? No, they always suck. And the wireless microphones never work. There's never a battery for the wireless microphone. The wireless microphone is always dead. You know, I mean, it's just like one thing after another. Okay, I got that off my chest. Okay. Do you feel better? The smartest woman in the world sent me this article, which is... lovely. I love her. Which is almost to the point where it's like, this sounds like something from the Babylon Bee, but it's not. Okay, you ready for this? Uh Uh-huh. This is an article about, this is from NBC News, NBC5 in Chicago, okay? Here's the title of the article. Two Air France pilots suspended after fist fight in the cockpit. (laughs) The pilot and co-pilot had a dispute shortly after takeoff on a Geneva to Paris flight in June and grabbed each other by the collars after one apparently hit the other. They're slugging it out in the cockpit. And they're flying the plane. Fisticuffs in the cockpit, leaving a leaky... No, no, the article gets better. This is all Air France, okay? So can you imagine this? One French pilot. They're in there, just take off. And one French pilot says, I saw the way you looked at my wife. Ho, ho, ho. And the other pilot says, Your wife is an attractive woman. And the other pilot says, Keep your eyes off my wife. Ho, ho, ho. And they start punching each other. Can you imagine this? Now, in... Yeah, I in, can. In aviation... You're an FAA person. Have you ever heard the term sterile cockpit? No. Okay. Sterile cockpit is mandated by the FAA. And essentially what it means is if you're like, and I, there's so many minutes before landing and so many minutes after takeoff that the, the, the conversation in the cockpit has, they call it sterile cockpit, has to be everything about flying the plane and nothing about where you're going out for drinks after you land. Get what I'm saying? It's yes. it's all official stuff, you know. Okay, you know, you know, landing gear up, flaps to you know fifteen percent, whatever. You can't, and I can't remember what the rule is. I, it might be like ten minutes before landing or ten minutes after takeoff. It's all business. You're not supposed to be talking about you know you know where you're going that night or or how you just bought a new car or how you met this gal and you're in love. You know, it has to be all stuff about flying the plane. Okay, these two okay. guys right after takeoff are duking it out in the cockpit. Now, they, the article goes... And it's not a really big area. No, and, and even like people don't realize, even like in big planes, even like the jumbo jets, the cockpits are very small. You know, and not only that, you're surrounded by, you know, the flight, you know, all the all the different, you know, gauges and, and you know, and knobs and buttons and levers and stuff like that. And once again, it's to the point where if you're fighting, 
you might hit the wrong button or the push the wrong lever and the plane might crash. You know, it's like, okay. So now get this. Air France pilots are under scrutiny after recent incidents that have prompted French investigators to call for tougher safety standards. Get this. Two French pilots we'd already talked about uh, suspended after physically fighting in the cockpit in June. The flight continued and landed safely, and the dispute didn't affect the rest of the flight. The official says, now get this, according to the, to the, to the, to the, uh, the French newspaper La Tribune, the fight happened right after takeoff, and they grabbed each other by the collars and then punched each other. Cabin crew interviewed. The flight attendants intervened, and one crew member, one cabin crew member, spent the entire flight in the cockpit with the pilots to keep them from fighting. So, in other words, you got one less person that's back there in the, you know, in the cabin crew. One less person who's flight attendants. Normally, her job would be to make sure you got your seatbelts on and you know all that kind of stuff, and give you know when the airbag comes down from the ceiling, stick it on your mouth. Blah 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 blah. No, that person is in the cockpit in the jump seat, making sure the two don't duke it out. Okay, here's another one. Um, here's the thing where an air flight France from Brazil. Brazzaville in the Republic of Congo to Paris in December of 2021. The planes, uh, the pilots rerouted the plane, but didn't cut the power off to the engine. And because it had a leak, it was leaking fuel. So the procedure on that is they're supposed to turn off the fuel to the engine, which they can do. They can close the fuel valve and they're supposed to power down their engine and they're supposed to find the closest airport. Okay. When you have a mechanical problem with the aircraft, guess what? You find the closest airport to land. No, they didn't cut the power of the engine. They didn't turn the fuel off. They just kept flying. (laughs) And also mentioned three similar cases between 2017 and 2022. Said some pilots are acting based on their own analysis of the situation instead of safety protocols. Air France said it's carrying out a safety audit in response. It pledged to follow the BEA's recommendation, which include allowing pilots to study their flights afterwards and making training manuals stricter about sticking to procedure. Airline noted that it flies thousands of flights daily, and the report mentions only four such safety incidents. Okay, four is too many. Air France pilots and unions have insisted that security is paramount to all pilots and defended pilot actions during emergency situations, including fighting it. You know, see, when you're at like 30,000 feet and something happens, and Matt, you hear this all the time, like where you have an unruly passenger or like, you know, heaven forbid, somebody had a heart attack. And, you know, I mean, like, and and they immediately divert to the closest airport. I don't care do. if you're flying from New York to, you know, you know how this is. You work for the FAA. Their, their flights land at Lambert, I mean, back in the day all the time. Not anymore because nobody lands at Lambert anymore. But back in the day, you know. <laughs> you had to get that little singer in, I'm didn't sorry, you? I did. Back in the day, you know. True, but. It, I mean, wow. it used to be that almost on a weekly basis, you hear about a flight that was diverted to St. Louis. You know, there was a fight on board. <laughs> if the friend... Well, I'm glad that St. Louis can be a beacon. Well, but it's in the see the reason is it's in the middle of the country. So you got these cross country oh, flights that are going back and forth between New York, New York and LA or New York and Denver or whatever, and something happens, they land in St. Louis. And for a while, I remember this what happened. This is going way back when when TWA was still in, in business. For a while, they apparently had when Carl Icahn was was running the airplane and he was cutting costs. Instead of using the good Goodyear tires, he was buying you know tires for less. You know he was buying like the, retires, <laughs> yeah, retire retreads. And <laughs> literally, there was a time. Is that true? Oh no, there was a time. I'm ignoring, I w- I'm no, ignoring you I will, about that. No, one. no, no. I will tell you a true story. There was a time when. Really? No, this is. Are you even? 
capable of that? This is honest God truth, okay? Uh-huh. Cross my heart bra and, you know, hope to die, okay? Uh, uh-huh. Cross okay. my heart bra. Okay, Jane. <laughs> okay. Okay. There was a time when, I don't know what it was, they changed tire vendors, they bought cheap tires, they bought, you know, Chinese tires or something like that, that there was probably a month where at least two or three times a week, a plane was taking off from Lambert and one of the tires blew out on takeoff uh-huh. or on landing, one of the two. And typically it was on takeoff because because then what they have to do, you know this from the old days, the FAA, first off, they shut the runway down because they, they, have, do. they have to go out and clean the runway. They, yes, you know, they any, do. Anytime they, they had any kind of an incident where like the plane, something falls off the plane, they have to clean the runway to make sure there's no FOD. You know what FOD yeah. is? Foreign object. Yeah, damage, foreign object damage. Okay. They have to cl- they had to go clean the runway. The yep. plane would circle the 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 uh, the airport because and a lot of people don't realize this, but the air the airplane has what they call a maximum takeoff weight and a maximum landing weight. So, yes, they do. So typically the planes take off with a fairly, you know, full load of fuel, but they can't land with that full load of fuel because of the fact that that puts them over their maximum landing weight. So the the maximum takeoff weight is always higher than the maximum landing weight. Is as crazy as it may sound. It's, it's just yeah, the way it is. Yeah, they got to burn off the fuel. They got to burn off the fuel. And in some places they actually dump the fuel. They actually if they you're do. like if you're someplace like on the coast where they actually go out over the ocean and and they hit valves and the fuel will just literally go out of the back of the plane, out of the wings and bunk. Okay, so they had all these planes that were circling Lambert for like hours because they blew tires on 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 takeoff. And they did not want them to go to another airport. They just wanted to come back to St. Louis. And over the course of a month, I'll see if I can find the article. It was in the Post-Dispatch. Remember this. Because this is when I was running my traffic network. And what was interesting about this, the reason it became a traffic situation is because, I don't know if this is still a procedure in Lambert. Your son-in-law will be able to tell you this. But back in the day, if there was an incident with at the airport, not only did they scramble all the airport firefighters, but they had the the firefighters around the fire departments around the airport, Hazelwood, Robertson, trying to think what it been even I think it was he, a collective. Maryland Heights, you know, all these St. John's. St. No, St. John's doesn't have a fire department. It's it they would don't? Be, it would be it would be Overland or no community uh, community fire protection, CFD, community, yes. community fire protection district. They had mutual aid agreements where the other fire departments would respond to the airport in case it was you know, heaven forbid, a mass casualty incident where the airplane would crash and they would need, you know, gazillion firefighters out there for rescue and put fires out and stuff like that. So it turned into a traffic situation because whenever this happened, there were these fire departments responding from all over around the airport. Up in North County, they'd be flying along 270, they'd be coming down Lindbergh, you know, they'd be going on Weston 70, Berkeley, and places like that. They'd all be heading to the airport. So we would cover it as a traffic incident because, once again, when you got all these fire departments converging on the airport, you got traffic situation where people are, you know, pulling off the side of the road, you know, because of the fact that people are slowing down, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? So I do. Um, Anyway, that's a true story. And and it turned out that they never came out and said this. It turned out that they had switched vendors on the tires and the tires were not in good shape. And apparently they did retreads. Well, I don't know, maybe they do. I don't know. That was the deal. But so so I don't know how we get talking about this. How do we get talking about this? You brought it up. I did bring it up. 
Okay. You always bring it up. I did bring it up. Okay. Here's one. <laughs> the smartest woman. Did somebody in the world. tell you to move on? No, 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 no. It's just one of those things. It's just it's just you know, you know, it's it's you know, when you're flying when you're driving your car. Stream of consciousness. That's what this show is. Well, when you're by the way, yesterday I had some of the worst experience in point. I had some of the worst experiences happen to me yesterday. What? I was driving along seventy. Uh, I had to go out to my favorite place in the world, Warrington, and then I had to come back. And you know they're they're doing Where the. They greeted you with open arms. They they know me by name. Hi, Brad. <laughs> they they the, the lady. How you doing? The, the ladies. <laughs> the lady said to me the last time I was there, like a couple, two or three weeks ago. Lady says, "Hey, hi, Brad." They know me by name in Warrington at the Warren at the Warren County. They know you by name a at, lot of places. At the Brad. Warren County offices. Okay, your so, reputation precedes you. I'm heading back, and oh. you know they're working on the Cave Springs overpass and the Zumble overpass, which is a nightmare. And during the day, they reduce traffic for the most part to two lanes. Okay, the center lane is shut down as they're working in the center median, putting in the supports for the new bridge and stuff like that. Okay, so. I'm driving along, and I'm in the center lane, which now is then when you narrow down the traffic. And once again, I use the zipper method, and I had a guy honk at me and flip me off. And once again, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, MoDOT, what was it, a couple years ago? MoDOT came out with this thing. They have actually have videos. Remember, we watched a video. Hey, if you come up at the construction zone and the lane's closed... Don't pull over right away. Go to to the point where you have to you have to you know the, where the actual barricades are, and then merge every other car. That's the zippered methods. In other words, what you're supposed to do is that lane that, like, say, the left lane being People eliminated. People don't understand that in the loo. Tell me about it. You're driving along, and what you're supposed to do is that left lane. If, if there's three lanes of traffic, like an I-70, three lanes of traffic. What's happened to me? Three lanes of traffic goes down to two. I'm in the left lane, and you're supposed to drive all the way to where the lane actually is restricted, and then the people in the lane next to you are supposed to let every other car in. So in other words, if you're driving along, car number one is in the left lane, car number two is in the right lane, slows down, lets in car number one. Car number three is in the left lane, car number four slows down, lets you know, you know, left, right, left, but right, they, left, right. they go by this method, but yet they don't teach it on the... Uh, exactly. On the so, driver's license so testy thing. when you're being a good doobie... And you're exactly. using and you're using that left lane. The guy honks his horn and flips me off. Okay, so then I get because in, they're sitting there going, "What a jerk!" Yeah, he's, we're he's, sitting here. Yeah. We've been sitting here for twenty minutes. <laughs> exactly. And he's gonna zip right past he's me. Zipping. I don't. I'm going like, so. "Hey, I'm being a good Modot doobie. I'm doing the zipper thing, right?" Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So then I get narrowed down, and I'm going through the construction zone. Okay, they have speed limit signs posted at 45 or 50 miles an hour construction yeah. zone, right? Yeah. I get a guy behind me. Not the not the original guy. I'm doing not five the zero. Guy? I'm, I'm no no a different guy. I'm okay. doing I'm doing the fifty mile an hour thing. I'm going through the construction oh. zone. And once again, there's construction workers out there. There's out there working and I'm going like, okay, I get it. You know, I mean I don't know how these guys do it. Cars whizzing by, you know, a foot away from you all day long. That's gotta get old. So there's a guy behind me flashing his lights and honking his horn at me. You know, like speed up, speed up. And I'm going Dude, it's a construction zone. There's guys out here working. As soon as we get, you know, east of the Zumble overpass and all three lanes are open, this guy whips around me 
and then does the tail whip at me. You know what I'm talking about? You know yes, the, I do. You know the tail whip? So in other words, yeah. he like comes up next to me and then like does the thing. He's like trying to do the reverse pit maneuver, if you know what the police thing is, where he's trying to like hit the front of my car with the back of his car. I'm going like, dude, what is your problem? You know, Road rage. I, I'm going like, these are construction Pretty guys out there. you're going to be up on Traffic Scanner's Facebook page. Who, me or that guy? You. Not me. I was doing I was doing the right thing. I know, Brad, but every time you get in an accident, it's never your fault. Well, I just, I don't understand. You know, I mean. Was it, he being mean to you, Brad? Was he being mean to me? No, he's, yes. he's being, see, once again. It was road rage. No, it's all about him because he doesn't give a poop about the construction guys. He doesn't give, he doesn't care about the fact that those guys are out there risking their life. He could have, his wife could have given, could have, could have been giving birth in the back seat you know what and then he should have had he should have had the sign that says almost baby on board that's what he should have showed me the almost baby on board. that's <laughs> that's a friday song you need to play the baby song the baby song yeah what's the i can't the dancing baby song oh no Marilyn mcbeal i have no I idea what you're talking about this feeling. i have no idea what you're talking Ooga about chaka. Ooga chaka. oh you're talking about <laughs> the dancing that's, baby song that's the dancing baby song yeah, from Ellie McBeal. Uh, I don't know if I have that anymore or not. I have to go. I have to go look. Dude, you've got two hundred and blah blah drops. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Boop. What'd nope. you say? You can Absolutely sit there and, and fork someone. He's got a very small head for such a big His body. His wife is beautiful. I, it's got a little place, and you hover that was over really the dog, and it says, say, "You need to take that one off." And if you boop their nose, you can donate a dollar. You can That's sit true. there and, and fork someone. I, it's got a little place, and you hover over the dog, and it says, "Boop, boop, 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 boop." Oh my goodness! That That's Brad's good. delay for whenever Shelly says something inappropriate. I believe love I'm surprised we're not being but I want a handgun just in case. So whoever the hell Shelly is. <laughs> Exactly. So whoever the hell Shelly is, I believe love is the answer, but I own a handgun just in case. Well, let me touch him. This year, more than I'm not going to do that. Because this is your world, and you can create anything that you want in it. I absolutely do. I think sometimes we work too hard at painting. Painting should always be fun. It should make you happy. Is that the tree guy? <laughs> that's Bob Ross. Happy little tree. <laughs> that's that's him right there. I think sometimes we work too hard at painting. Painting should always be fun. Should make you happy. Because this is your world and you can create anything that you want in it. Now I feel good. Boop. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You're really not. So quit saying it. 7.30. You know, I had somebody the other day, I think it was a compliment. They said, you know, you dress just like Harry Styles. I'm thinking to myself, is that a compliment or what? Who's Harry Styles? <laughs> okay Ooh, yes okay uh okay the smartest woman in the world sent me the clip from ally mcbeal explain that to me the dancing baby yeah what is she doing is she drunk or what is she on drugs or what she no c- she's i think that at that point in time it, it it's been a bazillion years but i think she was contemplating whether or not she was pregnant so she comes out of her. So it was a dream. So she comes out of her, her bedroom in her in her PJs and she starts dancing with an animated baby. There's multiple uh, forms of of that particular episode. 
What do you mean? There's various scenes of where she's dancing with babies, like animated babies? Yeah, people have chopped it up and put their own embellishment in it. But what's the original scene where she comes out of her bedroom in her pajamas and she's dancing with a baby? Do the Ooga Chaka song? Ooga Chaka, Ooga Chaka, Ooga Chaka. Well, she actually started it when she was, she was like reading and she fell asleep reading. And then the, the song starts and then she uh, she's just sitting there looking at this baby and it, she was sleeping. So okay. the baby came to her in her dreams. Okay. So she was high then, right? No, she wasn't high. She was probably tired, and it was time for her to go to bed. As as Senator Kennedy said, she just dropped acid. That's what was going on. She she's on, she's on a on a on a trip. That was back in a time where you couldn't do drugs. <laughs> okay, okay. On TV, here's a good one. I've always liked Keno Reeves for a number of different reasons. Yes, I do too. He's in London recently, sitting at a bar. He's at the Falsey Hall, Hall Hotel Hall Hall Hotel and Spa in Northamptonshire, England. And he's sitting in a bar, and a couple come up to him and say, hey, we're getting married tonight. Want to come to our wedding reception? He goes, sure, I'll be there. He shows up. Aww. <laughs> James and Nikki Roadnight. People in England have wonderful names. Their last name is Roadnight, R-O-A-D-N-I-G-H-T, Roadnight. Now, it'd be even better if there was R-O-A-D-K-N-I-G-H-T. I, that, would be, that would be my name. I'd, I'm Brad Roadnight. Yes, I'm the knight of the road. So he was very friendly, quote, according to Nikki, he was very friendly and said he would come later on. We would, we didn't know if he would or not, but it was cool that my husband had spoken to him. So the bride took the social media after the big day to share wedding photos. And so not only does he pose with the guests are waiting, he goes back in the kitchen and there's pictures of him with the kitchen staff, you know, and they're shooting pictures of Keno Reeves and the people in the kitchen, people at the bar, they're all like having a good time. And he said, he said, uh, he says, I can't stay long. I have to go. I have to catch a flight. So I'm going like, is this guy a good guy or what? Now he says. I've heard that he is a very, very decent man. Like, like a human person. Uh, did you have a website like that once upon a time? Be, be a good human 2022 or something Facebook like that? Facebook page. And what was it called again? Be a again? good human 2020. <laughs> what happened to that? It's still there. <laughs> Was it you and and who else? Was it you and there was actually you and Angel? You know, I'll I'll sit there and I'll look at it. <laughs> Do we have to? Okay, he's going to be in a new Hulu uh, TV star TV uh, series called Devil in the White City, which is being executive produced by Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. Boy, Leonardo is taking it too. Leonardo is like one of these these you know environmentalist wacko you know like you if you light a match it'll kill 10 cows okay excuse me i won't light a match you know he's one of those kind of guys but yet he flies around in his corporate jet you know it's like okay you know do as i say not as i do remember we, we had that the other day we were remember we talked about that the, the the number one private jet user in the country is 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 remember you know remember who it was taylor swift She's she has the most, and there was a story that I saw last night that that Elon Musk is getting grief because of the flat fact he flew his corporate jet from San Jose to San Francisco. Now, if you know your geography, San Jose and San Francisco are like St. Peter's and downtown St. Louis. Get what I'm saying? We're talking like maybe you know. 30 miles apart, something like that. It's maybe like Washington and downtown St. Louis. We're like talking like maybe 40 or 50 miles. Not that far. So he flies his corporate jet from San Jose to San Francisco. Now, the problem with that is, you know what the problem with that is? What? Traffic sucks. 
And he probably was able to do it in like 20 minutes. And if you would have driven in a car, probably would take him in two hours. So you got a corporate jet? Just fly between San Jose and San Francisco. No big deal. You know, just fly. No, nothing to it. Wouldn't it be nice? God. Uh, just so you know, Be a Good Human 2020 has 502 members. Get out. Way. You, that, you started that? Yes. So is everybody being a good human? Um, it's, it's kind of not, I haven't been keeping up with it. Anybody in there who's like a convicted criminal or stuff like that, who's not a good human that we need to know about? No. Anybody in there who, who's now in jail, <laughs> they were supposed to be a good human in 2020 and 2022, they're in jail. No, that's not the case. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. You ready for this? According Are to, you ready for this? According to the Wall Street Journal. New York is enforcing age restrictions re- restrictions on what? Guess what? What? Whipped cream. <laughs> what? New York state law says that anyone under the age of 21 cannot purchase whipped cream in a charger can. Businesses Okay, because they're using it for drugs? Uh, businesses who violate the law could face up to $250 fine for the first offense or $500 fine for a further offenses. Whipped cream chargers are filled with nitrous oxide or laughing gas. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So what people are shoving whipped cream up their nose? Well, they're they're shooting the gas is what they're doing. I don't understand. Whipped cream and they're they're, they're taking the 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 you know, there's there's compressed gas in the can. Yes, I and did And in this that. case, it's nitrous oxide, which is the laughing gas, what they give you when you have your right, teeth, teeth right. pulled, okay? So they're taking the the cans, and they're not huffing the whipped cream. They're huffing the, the charger cans, which have the nitrous oxide in them. Get, you know, in other words, they're Don't like... they get whipped cream up their nose? No. <laughs> this is just... What? <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, Brad? <laughs> Oh, wait, you today. <laughs> oh, HR professionals all over. Listen, all you people who are HR professionals, if somebody shows up this morning with whipped cream all over their face, <laughs> one, of, one of your employees walks into work and they've got whipped cream all over their face, you can do one of two things. You can say, have you been to Starbucks and they put a little too much whipped cream on that or whatever you had, the chakalaka baka, or did you, were you out in the parking lot huffing whipped cream? <laughs> you know, which one was it? <laughs> No, they're not shooting the whipped cream. They're shooting the gas. I don't understand how the, how they can separate it. Certain things in gas cans, if you hold it like a certain way, you can do it where it doesn't shoot out the product. It just shoots out the compressed gas. Get what I'm saying? Like for example, it's like a beer bong. Well, some things when you when you you have to like you have to invert them for them to work. Okay, but if oh you oh my gosh, things were so much simpler back in the seventies and eighties. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> you just saw, found some guy. Hey man, you want to get high? <laughs> <laughs> Come here. Have you ever tried whipped cream before? <laughs> Come over here. I told you the story. If my daughter's listening, which I know she isn't, every once in a while she listens, and then she'll. Matter of fact, she sent me a nasty text last week. Apparently, she's listening. To the show she was she was uh yelling at me and you know via text because she says i was a climate denier amanda i'm not a climate denier i'm mr recycle <laughs> i'm the guy who's recycled matter of fact two weekends in a row i'm down at at scrap mart in valley park recycling stuff so i'm like a very good steward of the planet but i say like anything 
There are some people who have a hobby and they, you know, their hobby becomes an obsession and then it just becomes their life and all they do is talk about it. And you want to just punch them in the nose and go, shut up. It's like Al Gore. Every time, Al Gore, you know, well, I mean, let's go back and review some of the things. Al Gore came out with this crazy stuff back almost 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, by, by the year 2020, we're all going to be living in tents because of the fact that, that all our houses are going to collapse because of global climate change. Okay, Al, my house is still in good shape. It needs a little paint, but, you know, other than that, it's still standing. You know what I mean? Like, and all the crazy crap that these people said. You know, it's like you can go back to, to was it? I, I saw it the other day. Somebody had it on a website the other day. Time Magazine from, like, 1976. You know what the cover story was? No. Be prepared for global cooling. They said we're going into another ice age. This was like, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Another ice age is coming. I was going to say, coming. it couldn't be now because the glaciers are melting. Well, but once again, and there's an interesting story about that. Once again, do I believe that men have an impact on the environment? I do. But what I don't believe is in the fact that the governments can control our lives because of that. And the goofy thing about it is, like, I put this thing up on my Facebook page, and I don't know how many people commented on it. David Craig, who's one of the smartest radio guys I've ever met, just a wonderful guy, not in the radio business anymore, he writes stuff on Facebook. And he writes, like, sort of musings, like, hey, think about this. And one of the things he wrote was, and I actually copied it on just one thing out of what he put, I still find it. This is pretty funny because this is exactly what I've said all along. Okay, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, where is it? Um... Yeah, okay, David Craig says, this is according to him, you can drive a Tesla out to Missouri wine country and look across the river to the Labadee power plant where they, they where they burn coal to provide energy for EVs. Once again, people talk about, you electric car, you won't be using fossil fuel. Guess what? In the St. Louis area, if you've got electricity, chances are probably 90% of it or more is from coal because Unless we get a little power from, from Bagnell Dam, which I don't think we, I don't know if we're on the grid or not. Unless we get a little power from the Callaway, most of the power in the St. Louis area is generated by coal. Labadee, Porge de Sioux, Rush Island, all Ameren UE power plants that are generated by coal. Yes, I know they built that, that, that solar panel farm out there in, on, on T.R. Hughes Boulevard uh, off, of, off of Highway 79 between Tom Geneva and 79. Let me tell you. Those solar panels, they power like three people's houses. That's all they do. It's all show. Ameren UE, they run, hey, we're Ameren UE. Don't you love us? Aren't we great? We're wonderful. We give you power to your house. And if you don't pay the bill, we'll turn your power off right away. But we're wonderful people. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But what's interesting is I put this up and I get like I get like 19, 19 likes and faces and five comments. You know, once again, let me read it. You can drive a Tesla out to the Missouri wine country and look across the river to the Labadee power plant where they burn coal to provide energy for EVs. It's stupid, you know. And once again, I'm a guy. I my I wanted to have an electric car 20 years ago. We invited, when I was doing the talk show on our AM station, AM 1350, which we're on right now, there was a guy in Washmo who took an old Porsche. I can't think it was a Porsche. I think it was a Porsche. And he pulled the engine out and he put an electric motor in it. And I'm going like, how in the world does that work? And I'm going like, I'm going like, holy cow. One of my 
son's my son Blake, one of his teachers built an electric car. And this is uh, this is an honest God true story. This is sad. He was he was he he was uh, teaching my son at, at that point in time went to Lewis and Clark. It's up in St. Charles, Lewis and Clark Technical School. You know what I'm talking about? You know where that's at? I do. I lived right by there. Okay. It's off a of deer hacky. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. And my son, I can't remember if this is, this is my son, Blake, in his junior, senior year, took some courses up there. He was going to France, South Central, but they let him drive his car up there and take some courses and he came back. So he said to me, he says, Hey dad, we're having an open, open house next week. I'd like to meet you. I'd like you to meet my, my teacher. He, you, you were going to talk to him because he's building an electric car. So sure enough, you know, had parents night go up there and he's got pictures and talking about what in class and he's talking about how he's teaching the kids, how he's building this electric car. And this is like an electric class, you know, electricity class. And he's showing them how he's doing the electric car. I went up and talked to him afterwards. Oh yeah, man. This is, I'm having so much fun with this. You know what happened? And this is a sad story. One night, something happened to his car in the garage and it shorted the batteries out. And the car caught fire and burnt the garage down to the ground and ruined his electric car. Gone. All this work you put into it. Literally, it was a crispy critter in the driveway. Did he have it insured? I don't think so. Now, the interesting thing was this guy, this guy who came to the radio station, going back to one, he had an old Porsche where he had a different engine in the thing. It was really cool. And what was cool about it was it was a stick shift. And what's funny about it is if you know anything about, about cars about electric cars, they don't have transmissions, you know, because that's how they work. You know, you put a little electricity to the motors and the wheels turn real slowly. You put a lot of electricity to the wheels and they go real fast. So in other words, what you're doing is sort of like, it's like you're running like your blender. If you have like a, you know, a variable blender or something like that, where you had like, or it's almost like on like your, on like your weed eater, you got like the trigger on your weed eater. You know, you don't, you don't, you know, the thing just sits there. And if you pull the trigger, you, the more, the, the farther you pull the trigger, the faster the thing goes around and spins little pieces of nylon around, you know, and, and, and cuts up your grass and stuff like that. So this guy had an electric car and I'm going like, how did you do this? He goes on the tough, took me about a month to build it. He says, uh, you know, and once again, it was, I can't remember what the engine, the motor he had in one. He had a bunch of car batteries in the, in the, in the, in the, in the thing. And he had, and once again, he did this himself. He, he says, I can get about 70 or 80 miles to a charge. He says. Wonder how heavy it was. It was, it was heavy because he said was he, that was, that was a good point. He had to, he had to, because, you know, typically the Porsches, I can't remember, it was some kind of a little two-door sports car. It uh, might not have been a Porsche. It might have been something else. But but um, anyway, the, the idea was is that he said that he had to stiffen up the suspension because the car sat down a little bit lower because even though he took out the engine. The, <laughs> was it on hydraulics? Well, no, no. Even though he, even though he took out the engine, the batteries and the electric motor were heavier than Sorry. the engine. So he had, to, he had to reinforce the suspension. And he said he talked about how he would drive this. I think he lived in Washmo. And he would drive, he would, it was his grocery getter. This is how he went to like Schnooks and things like that. This is how he got around town. You know, it's too bad that that happened because he could have been Elon Musk. Well, no, no, but, but go back. There's a famous movie called Who Killed the Electric Car? Oh, I thought it was Who, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Next break, I'll give the, I'll give the thing. You can go watch the movies online now. It's 7.51, so we better have a break now. General Motors built this electric car and then they destroyed it. And the reason was, they never explained why they destroyed it. The reason they was, they was supposedly the gas companies, the, you know, oil companies said, whoa, General Motors, we don't like that. Get those cars off the road. And they took them all back and they crushed them all except for like two. True story. You think I'm kidding? I'm going to crush it. 
and there are sung there. Yeah, it's you know what you do. You do the crush it dance. What you do is you put your hand out to your left, you put your right foot out to your right, and you go boop. And that's all. <laughs> okay, it's seven uh, fifty-two. What time? Seven fifty-two. Is that the end right there? Did I get it? That is the end. Okay, I just put it up on Westplex. Westplex. Let me try that again. Westplex. Hold on a minute, I got a problem with the switch here. Do you want me to slap you upside the no, head? No, I got a problem with the switch. You know, my new board. Uh, okay, that's right. Okay, what am I thinking? Okay, I'm having a mental breakdown this morning. Um, I feel like Joe Biden this morning. Clearly you are. <laughs> okay. Um, I talked about this last break. I just put it up on Westplex.social. The entire movie is up there. It was. It's called Who Killed the Electric Car? Uh, it came out in 2006, and let me just read it here. It says, Who Killed the Electric Car? It's a 2006 American documentary film directed by Chris Payne that explores the creation, limited commercialization, and subsequent destruction of the battery electric vehicles in the United States, specifically the General Motors EV1 of the mid-1990s. General Motors came out with this all-electric car, not a hybrid, all-electric car, and what they did was, to promote it, they leased them for like a dollar a month to all these famous people like movie stars and things like that. They, I don't know, there were like two or 3,000 of them. And they leased them to the movie stars. With the idea being like, oh my God, I got an electric car and I love it. What happened was these people did fall in love with their electric cars. Then all of a sudden, mysteriously, the people who they leased the cars to, they didn't want to give them back. And General Motors came and like repossessed them and destroyed all of them. True story. Why? Because nobody knows. People say there's because of the fact they got grief from the oil companies that, you know, that, hey, you can't do that. You're, you're going to put us out of business. And the, 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 the movie is narrated by Martin Sheen, who I believe had one of the cars. True story. So they gave all these cars, all these famous people. The people promoted it. They loved the cars. They were people showing up like in Hollywood, and like, you know, galas and things like that, driving their EV1s. And after their lease was up, General Motors and sometimes literally sent private detectives to people's houses to like unlock their garage and steal the cars out of it. Well, not steal. They own the car. But they get the cars and they put them on transports. They took them someplace and they ran them through the crusher. There's only two of them left. And they're in like one of them's in like the Peterson Automotive Museum and the other one's like in the, I don't know, in the, the you know, the, 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 the Electric Hall of Fame or something like that. I don't really know. But that's the deal. And I got the link up on Westplex.social. Matter of fact, the entire you don't even have to buy it. It's up there. The entire the entire documentary is up there in Westplex.social. You can watch it. Okay, we're done. Say goodbye, Shelly. Goodbye, Shelly. Have a great day, everybody. Peace and I fly. And remember, like Shelly always says, if you really want to, you know, change the world, go up to someone and look them in the eye and just say, boop. That's all you have to do today. And things That's will be better. That's true. Seven fifty-nine. <laughs> Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.